This is No One Likes the Tuna Podcast, the world's premier dedicated Fast and Furious podcast. My name is Nick Nocera. And I'm Daryl Wong. Just needed to get that out of the way. Just needed to do it and get it out of the way, and now it's done. Right? As if there was any doubt that it's you and I hosting this podcast. That's right. Good. That's right. Um, Just clear. Yeah, we haven't been embodied by imposters. (laughs) A sort of pod takeover. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of fun. Yeah. Let somebody else take the reins for a week. Do a podcast trade with somebody. Oh. <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah. A little Freaky Friday. A little Freaky Friday with somebody who does a pod on something just outlandishly different <laughs> than us. Right? That would be super fun. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about it off air. Mm -hmm. Uh, We watch a Fast and Furious movie every week, and we talk about it, and this week we're starting a new cycle. We're starting something new. We're at the beginning of a new endeavor, cycle 24. Mm -hmm. Um, We're running through these movies again, and we watched The Fast and The Furious from 2001 this week. Daryl, how was your watch through? Very good. I actually had, I enjoyed watching Annapolis in the way that it uh, affected my watch through of this movie. Which was a movie we watched last week, just to remind listeners, we watched Annapolis, a 2006 movie starring Jordana Brewster, starring Tyrese Gibson, directed by Justin Lin. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, one of the lenses that I sort of like took on to watch this movie was we left off last week talking about, um, coming of age story, Kobayashi Maru. And my takeaway from that was really about defining moments, right? What are the defining moments for our characters and how are they, and when are they represented sort of in these movies? And this one, you know, is really about, yeah, it culminates in Brian's defining moment right in letting dom go right it sort of changes his his entire trajectory but i think one of the things to tie back to sort of previous cycle ender is like hey they revisit that in nine they say hey like what do we how do we portray um dom and how do we show his show his defining moment in terms of the kenny linder thing Mm -hmm. and they really take time to you know, circle back and show that, which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I think I'm glad we got to see it. Yeah. There's another thing in nine as re- as it relates to one. Obviously, I think we're going to talk a lot about nine and one together. Mm-hmm. Like whenever we do one, we're going to talk about nine. And whenever we do nine, we're sort of going to talk about one because the two are kind of inextricably linked, right? One the flashbacks on one sort of act as a direct prequel to this movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I'd love to watch the flashbacks in nine, just like all in order. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so the other part of his defining moment when he beats up Kenny Linder is he goes to Lompoc prison. Mm-hmm. Which we hear him talk about in this movie. The three mm-hmm. is Lompoc. I'll die before I go back. I'll, I'll die. I can't. I, I can't. I wish I could do it. Years of doing this podcast, I can't do it. I'll mm-hmm. die before I go back. Um, 
he goes to Lompoc Prison, which I have some questions about. Because one, Lompoc, I did look this up, is a federal prison. It's a federal mm-hmm. facility. And battery in California, I believe, is a state offense. So I don't know where... I don't know how I don't know the legal system and how things get decided, but I'm pretty sure he would be in a state penitentiary for that offense mm. rather than a federal prison. Don't know if there's any liars out there who listen to, who listen to this <laughs> podcast. If you're like a wicked good liar, um tell us if that's totally incorrect. Like maybe People go to federal prison who commit state offenses. I, I don't really know. Hmm. I don't know the rules. The other thing about Lompoc, as depicted in F9, we don't see a ton of it. Mm-hmm. But it seems okay. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? seem like Celebrity I prison? Be, I don't want to give anybody. I don't want to tell. As a person who's never been to prison, you know what I mean? But like, Seems okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wait is is he there? Does he meet? He meets Tego he meets and Omar Leon Santos there. Yeah. So assuming like there's a um, auto club in this yeah, prison, like, is that what we're uh, saying? I, or some sort of vocational training program? Mm-hmm. Right. Which makes sense. I know. I mean, at least they used to. Prisons had a lot of those types of things where you could train for a job for when you got out of prison. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, but it seems cool. Like, you know, what was your hobby when you were out there? Oh, I worked on race car. Well, great news for you. <laughs> We've got something just for that. Mm-hmm. It looks almost exactly like the... Um... Yeah, the auto shop in the um, in Tokyo Drift. It you does. know, there's like a nice private high school over here. It's actually just as nice, if not nicer. One hundred percent. Now, g- granted, in that auto shop in Tokyo Drift, <laughs> kids were getting their shirt lifted up and their bellies sprayed <laughs> sprayed with paint in a sort of bullying ritual. So I don't know if any of that went down in Lompoc, and maybe that's the reason. Dom doesn't want to go back is because mm-hmm. he had his bu- he had his he had his little tummy spray, <laughs> spray. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and the other little shots of the prison look prisonish, but they don't look like you know what I mean. So he's like, "I'll die before I'll go back." You'll die before you mm-hmm. You'll mm-hmm. die. And let's be honest, like if you go away for. If even if you, like you get caught for lifting all these DVD players, right, and you go away for that, like you're not going away for life for like robbing some D- DVD players. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is the early two thousands. We're coming off like the sort of Clinton crime wave, like crackdown bullshit. You know, out of the 90s and, like, the three strikes law in California and, like, there's a whole bunch of blah, 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 blah. Like, horrible bullshit that happened. Where it's like, yeah, maybe you're going a long way for a while. Uh, um, I don't know. We decided, though, that at this point, they're not killing. Are they killing the truck drivers? 
No. No, right? No. They're not killing the truck drivers. Okay, that's what I thought. And then as a follow-up to uh, potentially um, increasing the intensity of this rap sheet, one of the things I noticed in subtitles that I hadn't noticed before in the interaction. I did a little subby watch through today. I did a little subtitle watch through. I like Sometimes it. I have to, yeah. I know I do like it, yeah. Yeah. So related to this, though, um, in the interaction between Johnny Tran and Dom at Race Wars, mm -hmm. I always thought Johnny Tran was like, hey, somebody knocked on me. And Dom replies, I never knocked on nobody. But Narked. in the subtitle, it was narked, which oh, I was like, oh, that's a different interpretation of or a different uh, view of what's going on because okay. narcotics versus like just, you know, ratting on somebody generally is I, different from a criminality you, standpoint. But I disagree with your conclusion. Mm -hmm. Because I know the colloquial narc, N-A-R-C, to be an mm -hmm. overall term for ratting on somebody for mm. any crime right mm. coming out of the idea of a ci a criminal informant in a narc narcotics division sort of narking you know on you know you if you if you belay or betray information to narcotics to narc to narc mm -hmm. narking but that's just like a term for giving up information i think in common parlance it's been taken and applied ubiquitously to other Forms of betraying insider information. Okay. Okay. I've always that's assigned my, it. That's my specifically. understanding. That's just my yeah. understanding. Yeah. 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 I mean, obviously, I've never like <laughs> been in that situation. I've always assigned it to like drug specific tattletaling. I see. All right. I. I mean, as is the motto of our podcast, either one of us could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm at this point registered. That's our registered. That's a trademark motto of mm -hmm. our podcast. Either yeah. one of us could be wrong. So I don't know, but I yeah, I always read that of just like you tattled on me, basically. Yeah. yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Do you think Tran is in? I mean, we know Tran is up to some shady stuff. Mm -hmm. We know Tran is up to Well what is he up to? We don't know. We don't know. We got not enough information no, to work off of. No, that's totally true. All we know is that like he's not opposed to getting rough with somebody. Mm hmm Right? We see the oil in the mouth thing and like kicking the guy in the face. That leads us to believe that he's in the mix of some sort of CD underworld business-wise. Because otherwise, mm -hmm. why, why else would he be? I mean, I get he's serious about his engines, but, you know. Yeah. Otherwise, Johnny Tran is not shown doing any other criminal activity, yeah, right? citizen. Upstanding citizen. He just goes and eats food, has a family lunch, goes to a restaurant, or Lance goes to a restaurant. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, he's an above-board kind of guy just happens to have a lot of dvd players Lance okay which he purchased of nothing but the crime of fashion <laughs> okay uh-huh uh-huh uh and yeah i think we should sort of come to tran and lance's defense i mean tran yeah. is still out there somewhere right i mean 
I think Lance he's is still, dead. Lance is the one who's still out there. Yeah, Lance is out and about. Tran looked he's unconscious. Dead. Yeah. He looked, he looked, he looked a little bit too stoned in the eyes. He looked dead. Mm -hmm. I want to see who plays Lance, and I want to know if he's still, like, acting. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, like, I mean, I know. We're always like, could he, could, could he go back? But what else are we going to talk about on this podcast? Reggie? So I got, yeah, look that up, come back to it. I got one other thing to talk mm -hmm. about this week. Mm -hmm. So, speaking of mottos in the podcast, right? Um, in this franchise in particular, um, the running motto is the right quarter mile at a time. We kind of yep. orient ourselves around that concept and try to apply it across all our different characters to help explain everything. Um, in my watch through this week, I actually have an hypothesis here that the running concept is actually ride or die. And it shows itself in many different ways throughout the series here. So okay. classically, right, the ride or die is, I did a little research here. It like loosely is a, is originated from like fifties motorcycle culture. Mm. It's about having a ride or die chick, a lady that's going to ride or die with your bad boy motorcycle guy doing outlaw lady, stuff. So yeah. 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 And the um you know the assumption here is like hey like loyalty in the face of um personal risk mortal danger and there seems to be an element here where the person who you ride or dying for it kind of doesn't matter what they're doing it may be questionable in terms of their confidence or reason for doing whatever dangerous stuff that you're getting yeah. into right so um, as it progresses, and I'm doing a little research here, like, like they credit a lot of this ride or die popularization phrasing to like a rap song from like '97 by a person named Baby Gangsta featuring Lil Wayne, and it was produced by Manny Fresh. Whatever, that basically is the same concept, like a ride or die lady. I think later on, uh, Jay Z in his Volume Two also has like a ride or die song. This is where it sort of starts to transition a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like the ride or die is not necessarily just like woman and man relationship. It starts to take on, and he uses it that way too in like the Bonnie and Clyde sense. But right. from there, there becomes a sort of like a ride or die for your crew. The original, the original ride or die. Yeah. yeah. But from there and like as it, progresses through hip-hop it does become more of a like ride and die for your crew it's like a crew sort of mentality but as it applies to the movies here right we usually see the ride or die in terms of letty and dom right that's how it starts off ride or die it's interesting though because letty kind of dies in these movies and do we right and do we see like do we see dom Riding and dying for Letty. And the answer to that is mixed. Mixed. First first off, no. He goes and like meets Elena, goes goes and has a baby. That's not a ride or die right there. But Okay. Yeah. But later on he, he did. She already did one of them. Right? Like <laughs> you can't really blame the guy. That's the 
that's post ride. You're talking. You're in like a post ride or die world. She died. She died. She died. She died. Goes and yeah. is like, well, I'm going to keep writing. <laughs> I'm I guess I'm going to keep writing, you know? Yeah. But like, later on. <laughs> so, yeah. So, he, like, doesn't really die at first. But then he tries to die a lot later on. Yeah. Right? He tr- yeah. yeah. He tries to do a lot of dying, potentially to make up for his initial misinterpretation of the ride-or-die concept. Right. 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 And I think one of the, probably the one of the reasons is like he went after her so hard in six and is like I got I, like I it's the it's the it's the thing pulling the movie along where he where Dom is like I need to save Letty is mm-hmm. that like he realizes he kind of fucked up <laughs> and is like oh I didn't she know that uh-huh. <laughs> so I got to we got to ride yeah you know it's interesting the timing of that as well because in trying to figure it out, they don't even say "ride or die" until the sixth movie. You think they say it earlier on? I think the only t- I think they say it is in that in the parking Whoa. lot. Like I, I tried to find an earlier an earlier instance of it. It seems like that's the that's the first time that they actually say it. But it's funny because we think about it all the time once it's been said. In our watch-throughs, you think they say ride or die all the time, but they don't until the sixth movie. Yeah, it's one of those things, I guess. Well, yeah. let's. I think you're probably right. I don't doubt your the veracity of what you're saying, but let's look for it. Let's mm-hmm. look for the when. Let's make this the ride or die cycle, <laughs> and let's look for ride or die and see where yeah. it pops up and where right. like the spirit of ride or die pops up, where the betrayals of riding and dying. Or, well, where, like, we, you know, villains can't seem to grasp the concept of riding and dying. <laughs> yeah, so we'll look out for it. I have some questions in terms of, like, as far as Brian and Mia, are they a ride or die? I know that. No, they got, I think, I like, you got once kids, <laughs> you, once you got a kid, like, well, I guess, I guess the nine, that's proven wrong, but. Uh-huh. I don't know. They don't feel right or die. I mean, do they? Right. Do? I mean, it's it's tough because Ooh, you know Brian. Brian is already yeah. At some point, he does die. So then Mia has to ride. In theory, who are we to <laughs> And yeah, I think like Han and Giselle are die or die in the sense they're both. Dead. You know, dead know. or even when they're alive, they sort of have this mentality of like, hey, this is my second chance anyway. I'm already dead. I'm living on borrowed time. Yeah. So they're die or die. They're die or Where, die. Yeah. And then Roman and Tej are ride only, never die. Ex- ex- <laughs> cannot die. Cannot die. <laughs> ride cannot die. Ride can't die. <laughs> only ride. <laughs> Exactly. So, I mean, maybe that's what it's all about. It wasn't about the quarter mile. It was all a uh, thought piece on the ride or die concept. Maybe right. Maybe right. I do think it's also morphed into less. I do. I think there's one more element to this, which is like there is an instance in which it's morphed less from an interpersonal relationship. 
mm-hmm. motto in that like you and me are ride or die to a like the spirit of my being on earth must ride or else <laughs> <laughs> and if it's i cannot ride <laughs> i must die <laughs> right like that, yeah like it's like john henry or whatever like live free or die or whatever mm-hmm. you know or patrick Hen- patrick henry mm-hmm. yeah so i think there's an element of it that's a little bit like that you know what i mean mm-hmm. um i don't know we'll see yeah we'll see uh okay so i did look him up he is acting reggie lee is acting He's acting. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else to tell you. He's there. He's been in some uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine episodes. He's been in some Fresh Off the Boat. He's been in, you know, some network TV shows. He just did a couple episode arc on The Rookie on uh, Hulu, on ABC slash Hulu. Mm-hmm. Nice. He's just like a character actor going out there working TV land, you know? Which is cool. Yeah. Was this was this assuming at the start of his career, really the launch pad for his uh Um acting? I don't know, but I'm looking it up. Yes. Yes. They saw what they liked. I mean he'd done a ton of like single episode, you know, of T V before before this, but mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he kind of goes right back to TV after this. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a very strong like film career after this, but you know he gets serious sometimes. He was a regular on um, Prison Break, and he's been in a couple other Justin Lee movies. He's got some. He uh, Justin Lin. Oh no, no, no. He was in the original, the Star Trek One, the reboot of Star Trek One, which is not J.J. Abrams movie. Uh huh. He's on my radar as far as recognizable faces from the franchise here. So if I come across him, I'm sure my uh, body sense is going to go off. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he was a he was a regular on. a series called All Rise about Brooklyn judges or LA hmm. County judges. There you go. Cool. Who knew? Is he from New York? Is it? New York actor? I don't know. If he's in I'm Brooklyn sure Nine Nine, it sounds like oh, okay. He's uh was born in the Philippines. Oh Quezon City. Cool. Yep, yep, yep. Very cool. Lance the pants. Bring him back. <laughs> Let him out of jail. Let him out of pants jail, please. <laughs> Although I would say, I will say, if they bring him back and they don't put the pants on him, it's <laughs> worse. Uh-huh. Lance the pants is in a ride or die relationship with his pants. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. That's what you need to know. It's Lance and the pants. Forever. Okay? That's what you need to know. Uh-huh. So, 
Hey, where the fuck did the line Coyotes Are Us come from? Coyotes Are Us. Which movie or where did it? Coyotes Are Us. I don't know. I mean, it's a obvious, it's a Toys R Us, but sure, yeah. But did of it, all have you heard it anywhere else? To R Us <laughs> in relation <laughs> in relation to Vince. Of all the things you could R Us, uh-huh. even like Grizzlies R Us would be better. Would be more. Would just seem like it would come off the dome faster. Mm-hmm. Than coyotes. So let's think. In 2001, was Toys R Us already bankrupt? Uh, or were they going? No. Or were they, they were going no? strong, man. Yeah. Huge so flagship store in Times Square. <laughs> I went there all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I spent a good chunk of time in the um, Richmond District. Toys R Us. Yeah. It's like a huge one. Yeah. I didn't really understand. I wasn't into video video games at the time. Couldn't understand why all the kids were spending time in the aisles with the uh, plastic um, slips with the video game pictures inside of them. That's how they that's how they showed the video games in the toy store. They oh. just showed them in little packing slips. Gotcha. You just hang out there. Yeah, I didn't really get that. No, I don't know. What did I do in Toys R Us? I don't know. There was like a huge escalator. I don't remember. It was pretty cool. There was a big T-Rex in the mm-hmm. store. Nice. Was there one in San Fran? No, no, no T-Rex in San Fran. Now that I think about life-size it. Life-size Jurassic Park T-Rex. Mm-hmm. Not like- a ton of props at the Toys R Us. A lot of toys, but they were set up very much like a grocery store. Aisles, 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 end caps. That's it. Very straightforward yeah. toy store. This the New York one was not straightforward. I mean, it was oh, yeah. you could buy toys there, but it was like crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Well, they were kind of competing with FAO Schwartz, which is also gone at this point, I think. Oh yeah, we had one of those in downtown San Francisco. That was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. Those like giant giraffes, stuffed mm-hmm. animals and shit. That I remember going had... to when I was very young and enjoying yeah. it. I just remember Scanny there. there, and they always had those robotic dogs, those robotic poodles that yes. jump and flip upside down everywhere. Ears. Oh my god! They just let them run all over the floor everywhere. I was like, this place is awesome. Yeah. Okay, I kind of remember that. I kind of mm-hmm. remember that. I think I went to FAO Schwartz one time, and I got a Furby. You remember Furby? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't I have one. Furby. Yeah. At one point. So. Were they or were they not actually spying on people? I feel like they were not. No. They didn't. The technology had not evolved to that this point. This is the same. This is the same. Like, everybody, every, once in a while, something comes along <laughs> where they're like, this is just spying on you. This is the same mm-hmm. thing like your phone is listening to you all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, your voice. And I know, Daryl, you obviously believe that. But it's not. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just not. Your phone is not mm-hmm. listening to your voice and recording what it sounds. It is taking a lot of other fucking information based off of like your Google search history and like mm-hmm. your trends and like cookies to other apps that you're searching out and all that sort of stuff. But it's not actively microphoning you 24 7. It's not smart enough to know what's going on. 
if it were listening. Yeah. Right. It's not. It's not. So, anyway, um, you want to do some sh- shout outs? I say that going into this. I just want you to know going going into this. I didn't think of one. And <laughs> I got I you too. And uh, so I need you to go first. While I... <laughs> Stare aimlessly around. around the room. Okay. I really so. have been doing that for the past five minutes. I've been like looking around the room trying to figure out what the fuck I'm <laughs> Okay. So I've got a mixed, a good old mixed shout out. So um, I rented a car and fortunately ended up being multiple cars over the weekend. So, I've got some pros and cons about my Hertz rental experience. Oh, no! We went back to Hertz. Okay, I've got updates on my experience, by the way. Go. All right. Let's just spend the time. Let's spend the time. All right, I'll go with my pros first, okay? So, the cars are nicer, all right? Most recently, I was renting from Avis. Like, the cars at Hertz are just newer and better. I was driving a Mazda CX-30, it was great. 2021 model, 20,000 miles. It was awesome. Um, I later, and I'll explain why, ended up getting a Nissan Rogue, also 20, brand new. 20,000 miles? It seemed a bit high on That's the mileage. High for a rental. For sure. It is high for a rental, yeah. So that one, the Rogue, the Nissan Rogue was also like a 2021 model. Same amount of miles, but both excellent condition. Okay. Yeah. So those were good. Pros, pros. Ultimately, I think the gold membership is kind of nice. It's questionable whether or not, you know, it actually means anything. But, you know, it's nice to walk up to the counter. When you call on phone support, they thank you for being a gold member. It seems like it does something. And I think the overall effect of the gold membership is positive. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, pros, quick pros, a lot of cons this weekend. Mm -hmm. Okay. So my main issue here, after driving around my CX-30 for a day, I, like, sustained some tire damage, okay? There was, like, a sidewall, uh, wall. it looked like a wart, like a, how big was this thing? Like a kiwi-sized pimple on the side. To be fair, I think I hit a rock while driving on a residential area. It happens. That's why it happens. Exactly. But... The process to figure out how to get this thing fixed, fucking nightmare. Yep. All right. I was out in Connecticut. You have the insurance. So I had travels insurance, but I book it through this like perks at work thing through my company, which allows us to get like a pre- like a rate for it. And I purchased some travel insurance, but it wasn't the Hertz. It was through somebody else, yeah. which is fine. It would have covered like if AAA were to come and... Um, put on the spare cover loss and damage. Um, so ultimately it would have covered loss and damage up to like a thousand bucks. So I would have been covered, but it was a pain in the ass working with the support because they're like, Oh, you didn't do the thing, blah, blah. blah. And I had like multiple agents that are describing like all these different ways that I handle thing. None of them were actually relevant to like what was available at the time. Yeah. And I know the feeling. It was kind of garbage, right? They're like, all right, we can't send AAA, or we can't send AAA, it'll cost you money. I was like, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't actually need to do that. I can put on the donut myself. What happens after that? They're like, oh, you have to take it either to a tire shop, or you have to drive, like, 30 miles to go to White Plains in order to exchange it. 
I'm just like, yo, White Plains is like halfway home. I'm like, like, I can't really do that. What's going on with this center that's like 10 minutes away from me? And it ended up being this whole thing. And this store was supposed to be open. The closer one in Danbury was supposed to be open on Sunday. Just like no yeah. phone answer. Nobody. Yeah. 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 They're supposed to be open. No answer. And anyway, like I end up having to put on this donut and drive for an hour to White Plains where I ultimately like swap my thing out. Yeah. So I got it done. I actually, I don't think I have to pay for the damage I mean, to it. They may come at me, but I got the travels insurance through this other thing. I think I should be covered, yeah. but yeah. yeah. So I didn't have to do that. I also sort of tricked them into uh, covering my gas because I turned it in when I uh, swapped it in White Plains with less than half a tank. Mm-hmm. And I had them waive the gas when I dropped it off today in Brooklyn. So I maybe got a free tank of gas. That happens too, but be careful. Yeah. So, so I far, had a good experience with Hertz in the recent past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I'll say is this: I have had a few instances where I've had to claim something on a rental car insurance, and what I do is because I don't own a car in the U.S., <clears throat> I use my Amex, mm-hmm. which I can do if I don't have any other form of like car or vehicle insurance that I own, which you do, which is not, but my Amex will cover the insurance on a rental car if I don't have any supplementary. Mm-hmm. And they've been great. So every time that that's happened, which is twice, even if like Hertz was like basically tugging me around or, or budget was like, you know, giving me a hard time about where or when or what, or what, you know, and what they were going to cover. I just basically, at the end of the day, called Amex. I was like, you got to deal with these guys. And I don't want to. And Amex was like, yeah, no problem. We'll give them a call. Wow. Nice. As soon as I could get the right Amex person. However, Hertz just sent me a... <laughs> so we've talked... I don't remember last year. I talked about an experience with Hertz that was like very up and down and back and mm-hmm. forth. Where I was dealing with a rental that had gone horribly wrong. Uh, almost killed me. They gave me a refund. They tried to take their refund back. I had to like claw the refund they took back back from my like uh, credit card company. And then they sent me a bill recently. Wow. In the mail that was like, um, please pay us this money. We're considering you a delinquent. Oh, really? So I sent them, they were like, if you think this is wrong, send us a letter in the mail. <laughs> In writing. So I did. So I'm going to actually just take the, a minute to read that letter here on the air. <laughs> yeah. Is that all right with you, Derek? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that sounds nice. I might need some source material in case my whole situation ultimately blows back in my direction. Yeah. To the Hertz Corporation, Invoice State, February 4th, 2022, document 942 Department. 1190 P.O. Box 121190 Dallas, Texas 75312. To whom it may concern, this invoice, number 17769-1474, was erroneously issued to me, Nicholas E. Nocera, due to numerous and dangerous issues with this rental, along with several inconveniences, trips back to Hertz location, and phone calls. This rental was issued as a refund to me in two parts on the first, uh, sorry, on the 11th, uh, sorry, on 
on November 20th, 2021 for the amount of $217.22 and on November 21st, 2021 for the amount of $1,170.11. We're not talking jump change here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's four that's, digits. That's a total of $1,387.33. As, as of the time of that, of the sec. As of the time that the second refund was issued, I considered this contract completed as to the terms of the agreement and the certification from Hertz Corporation that this business was concluded. Unfortunately, on December 1st, 2021, in an attempt to reverse their decision, the Hertz Corporation charged the credit card I had on file in my gold member account mm-hmm. without prior notice and without initiating a new contract for this exact amount of $1,387.33. It was at this point, after speaking with a Hertz representative and receiving notice that they had reneged on their agreement to refund my rental, that I contacted my credit card company and filed the claim. This claim was settled in my favor with reimbursement from my credit card company to the amount of $1,387.33 on December 10th, 2021. I consider this matter settled. I will not be paying Hertz Corporation anything further with it regards to this rental, if Hertz continues to claim that I owe a debt on this account, then they may do so to my lawyer. Thank you very much for your time today, signed. That's how my name. That's the level of shit I'm in with Hertz Corporation right now. That's an excellent letter. Yeah. That's an excellent letter. I think at the end, I thought I was expecting a, um, yeah, if you'd like to in turn speak to my asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no. uh, yeah, it makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. Basically, it was like, you want to fucking sue me, sue me. Uh huh. Yeah. I've been sued before. I'm mm-hmm. sued right now. <laughs> uh huh. So, I'm an outlaw. Fucking sue me, dogs. <laughs> like, come on. <in. laughs> you know what I mean? Let's do mm-hmm. it, baby. Let's go. Let's, Let's go. go, Hertz. Ride or die. Let's go, Hertz. You and me ride or die right now. We're in this together. All right? Wow. Yeah. So that's where I'm at with Hertz. It's not good. I don't think I'm going to rent there in the future for a bit. Mm -hmm. But we'll see. Not sure. Yeah. Anyway, uh, if you have any Hertz experience or uh, ideas of what we should do, you can tweet at us at Nolt Podcast, N-O-L-T-T Podcast. If you don't want to tweet, you can email us at no one likes to tune podcast at gmail.com. We are No One Likes to Tune Podcast on Instagram. We are uh, patreon.com slash no one likes the tuna podcast. Throw us a buck. We got some great episodes up there right now, and I just figured out I enabled an RSS feed. So if you want to get the special features episodes on your phone in a separate podcast feed, you could do that. Um, so if you get, throw us a buck at patreon.com slash no one likes to tune a podcast. Also, rate and review us. Come on. That's all I got this week. Next week, we will do Too Fast, Too Furious. Cycle 24. On the ride or die, ride or die cycle. (laughs) Till next week. Talk to you soon.